Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is Stacy Hall, and this is our Cheetah V Circles of Power call for March 2015. Let's get started with our rally cheer. One, two, three. I am energized. I am energized. I am powerful. I am powerful. I am keeping my eye on my be all. I am keeping my eye on my be And those who have already called in, I know, are very familiar with what a be all is. For those of you who might be listening to the recording and not quite sure, a be all. Think of be-all, end-all, as in your goals. What is the most important goal you intend to achieve before you leave the earth? And you'll know what we're talking about when we say your be-all. Very important to always keep our eye on that big, major goal as we work towards smaller goals on the way to achieving the big one. So that's what it means to keep our eye on our be-all. And the purposes of these monthly calls with me is so that I can answer questions using the Chi to Be energy surges in my best-selling book, Chi to Be, Achieving Your Ultimate Be-All, to support you in being able to get that much closer to the achievement of your be-all. And so it's really wonderful for me to share time with people who are reading the book and studying with others in order to be able to achieve their ultimate be-all. So with that, I said that this call was going to focus primarily on how to attract what we want into our lives. In Chapter 4 of Chi to Be, I talk about how to create a strategic attraction plan. And I have a little bit of congestion today. It's in Vegas and we're a month early with spring. And I don't say that to rub it into the people out east. But um, we have that brings with it a lot more pollens and a lot more allergy issues for those of us who live here. And so I'm one of those people that's sensitive to pollen. So uh, please listen through the congestion today. But the strategic attraction plan is four questions that you ask yourself and write down the answers to, because there's a lot of answers to each question, that helps you get clear on who it is you intend to have in your life and who you have to be, who I have to be, in order for me to attract those people. Often I find that most people are dwelling in the question of how am I going to find, how am I going to find people to be of service to or find people to serve on my teams or find people to be my employees or find people to buy my products. 
when we are in the mode of being a searchlight, searchlights we use when we want to find things that are lost, right? That's the concept of a searchlight. You turn it on and you spread it widely to go chase something that has gotten away from us. Well, I like to think of the strategic attraction plan as transforming me into a lighthouse. A lighthouse stands always in the same spot. It is never chasing anything or anybody. It has its own spot and it stands firmly on that spot and it never wonders if it's doing its job well or not. It never wonders what the lighthouse up the coast is doing. And it never compares itself to the other lighthouses. Its job is to stand there putting out the light that was built into it, and every lighthouse has its own distinctive pattern of light and every lighthouse has its own distinctive markings. It's painted differently from the others. So while there's a similarity between all lighthouses, like the minute you look at it, you know it's a lighthouse and not something else, each one has its own distinctive character so that those at sea who are looking to come into a safe harbor know which harbor they're at with or without a navigation map. If they can see the light and if they can see the markings, then they know exactly what part of the coast they're on and it helps them to find their way to the one with, that is their destination. So it's really up to us to remember that if we stand still, the people who need us, who we were destined to be of service to, will be able to find us much more easily if we stand still. If we're out searching for them and they're searching for us, the likelihood is we're running in circles around each other. One of us has to be willing to stop and wait for the other one to catch up. And that is exactly what the strategic attraction planning process in Chapter 4 of Chi to Be gives you the tools to create. I don't just talk about the plan in the book. I actually give you the questions so you can answer them, and I give you a sample plan to follow. So for those of you who aren't sure if you're doing it right, like if you're one of those people who wants to make sure you're doing it right, you can follow my plan and you'll know you're doing it right, although there is no right or wrong in she to be. It's just what works for you. So I'm going to stop here, having set up the focus for the call, and we've got some questions from folks that already came in that are related to this, but I would like to hear from those of you who are here, what just opened up for you, if anything did? Or what did you get inspired by in terms of something I shared? Or what did you get confused by? 
or what would you like to offer into this conversation? Let's turn it from a di- from my monologue into a conversation. So who'd like to go first? Nobody ever likes to go first. But who will go first? This is Thank you. This is Elizabeth. I, I hear Elizabeth <laughs> and then I hear Wendy. So Elizabeth, you go first. Okay. Um, and I'm outside, so hopefully no loud cars will go by me. Um, I, I have a lighthouse on the desktop of my computer as the background. And I look at it every day, but, well, but? and today, and <laughs> today, um, so I look at it every day so that it reminds me to be the lighthouse or to be becoming the lighthouse. And today, when you were talking about the searchlight <clears throat> and running in circles and missing each other, uh, that really became more clear for me. Um, I think I am a lighthouse sometimes, and then sometimes I'm a searchlight. So now I'm going to get back to my grounded place of lighthouseness and um, do what I'm supposed to be doing instead of things I thought I was supposed to be doing. Very cool. I will tell you that when I give presentations to groups, before I start talking, that's the very first thing I ask people to think about is how often do you feel your searchlight? What percentage of the time do you feel your searchlight? What percentage of the time do you feel like you're a lighthouse? And whatever that number is, be careful not to make yourself wrong about it. Simply notice. And then you can choose as a goal to increase the amount of time that you tend to be in a lighthouse. Every once in a while, I still get thrown off my game. I will tell you, I'll see something and I'll be tired or I'll already be feeling a little emotional about something and there I go and I'll start to look at what someone else is doing and it'll throw me off. And then again, I come back to the energy surges and I go, whatever they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing. I got to get back to my own purpose here. All right, where's my spot? Here I am. I'm back. I'm a lighthouse. Here goes my light. I'm good. So it's not about oh my gosh, I'm bad if I flip it back into searchlight. It's about noticing when we slip into it and noticing how that feels. And if it doesn't feel good, then go back to being a lighthouse because it probably feels much better. So Elizabeth, thanks for being so honest about that. Anything more you wanted to share? Um, no, I don't think so right now. Thanks. Okay, cool. Uh, Wendy, you said you had something you'd like to share. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, I realized that something that just happened between yesterday and today pertains to this lighthouse uh, and uh, this lighthouse that there is a possibility that I can actually be this lighthouse. Uh, One of my goals is to grow my business and attracting the the certain people to help me do so. And yesterday, uh, a gentleman arrived at one of my classes with a marketing opportunity. And uh, I said that I was interested, and he left, and I was to follow up with him. And today, he arrived at a different location where I was teaching, And I looked at him and I said, I just saw you yesterday. Are you following me? And he said, I'm here to follow up on yesterday. 
and he had put together this beautiful ad to go into this marketing piece. And he left, and I thought, I am so impressed with this person. What a smart business person who followed up immediately on, on what he uh, you know, wanted to, to achieve. And listening to you speak just now made me realize he knew where I was standing. He knew where to come and find me. I, I was the lighthouse. Well, I'm, I'm, I see that. I see what you're saying there, and I'll share that with you and delight in that with you, or as we like to say, delight in that. Wendy, before we can actually say that from the perspective I'm speaking it, though, do you have a strategic attraction plan for attracting your perfect vendors? I have a strategic uh, for my vendors. Oh, do you mean yes. um, marketing people? Well, that's a vendor. Vendors. Uh, I. I have something close to it, which is the marketing people that are in the locations where I uh, rent space from. So this is a step outside of that. Okay. So, so what you say is you, you, you are focused on attracting marketing people Definitely. to you. Definitely. Okay. So he, that would be why you are a lighthouse and why it was easy because you're clear who you want to attract. And now, with this person showing up being slightly out of sight of that, you get to have a choice. Is that something you want to now bring into your attraction plans? Do you want to expand your attraction plan or not? So you were shown, here's somebody who matches it, except for here. Do you want to expand that plan or not? That's, that's what that's all about. Thank you. Okay, so what did you get out of what I just shared? That uh, this that he uh, was perhaps a sign of land. Okay, so what do you mean by a sign of land? Uh, by a sign of land, meaning that I'm getting closer to what is on my strategic attraction plan and getting closer to uh, reaching my goals, to achieving my goals, uh, and that if I uh, am choosing to to reach them with more velocity and more ease to include it in the strategic attraction plan and get more and more specific. Yeah, yeah. So I do. I celebrate you, acknowledge you, and, of course, it's up to you to say whether you were being the lighthouse or not. It's not up for me. I just, it, it could be a little confusing if we're looking to other people to determine that for us. They are not the ones who decide whether we're the lighthouse or not. We're the ones. Oh, yes, no, no, yes, yeah. I agree. What I was saying is that I am so used to, let me be impeccable, that I am so used to not thinking of myself as a lighthouse that I just immediately went to him and what a good job he was doing in terms of his work. And, uh, and, and it was only when I when I focused in on the lighthouse imagery again just now that I realized I am standing still more, and I am much clearer in my goals. Beautiful. That's fabulous. Great. Congratulations. And I also thank you for bringing up the concept of signs of land, which I wrote about in one of our blogs, our She Left a Possibility blog that I put out each week. Uh, and a sign of land was a concept I learned from Florence 
Scoville Shin, S-H-I-N-N, in her little book that's been around for more than 100 years called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And she talks about the fact that oftentimes people will set goals and they'll set out and they'll get these little signs that they're on the right track. But instead of embracing them as little signs they're on the right track, they respond to them as if they were failures because maybe somebody called up and they looked like they were going to be a client and then they never followed through. Or um, I can't think of another one right now, but you get the idea. Something looks like it's going to be the fulfillment of the goal and it falls apart. And what a lot of people will do at that point is to say, I'm a failure, I'm not going on, that's it. And they stop. And what it really is, is the sign of land, as she says from God, telling us, keep the course, stay the course. It's, you're on the right track. There's little pieces of what you want on the path telling you you're getting closer and closer. So, Wendy, I love the fact that you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah. And I, to that end, I heard a story from someone on Saturday. She was telling the story of this woman who... Uh, wound up training. She was the first woman horse trainer uh, years ago, had to break into the business, was told no all the time, finally broke in, and her first horse that she trained and took to sell at market, you know, thoroughbred, she was selling for 22,500 pounds. This was in Britain. Nobody bought it because it was trained by a woman. Hmm. Instead of saying, well, maybe I should go into another business, this is never going to work. She said, okay, I love the horse. I still have the horse. I trained the horse. I will ride the horse or I will find a rider for the horse. I don't think she jockeyed. She found a jockey, but she continued to train the horse. The horse went on to win whatever the sweepstakes was two years in a row. No horse had won it two years in a row prior to that. And the sweepstakes each year was more than 2 million pounds. Interesting, right? She could have had 22,500, and instead she wound up with 4 million pounds, and she got to keep the horse. And it made her career. So it's... an something for us to remember. She knew what her spot was. She was a lighthouse. She said, when somebody needs me, wants me, I'll be here. In the meantime, I'm just going to train this horse because this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm very inspired by that because there are many days when nobody comes by the the harbor. Anybody else ever had that experience? You're plugging away, you're working away. No boats are coming into the harbor. Am I the only one? Oh, no. No, you're not the only one. (laughs) You're not. Okay. All right, and on those days, we can begin to wonder, will any boats ever come this way again? Well. Yes, they will. Because if we know we're doing what we are destined to be doing and we know that in our heart because we can't imagine doing anything else, then we've got to trust that there will be people for us to serve 
because it's our destiny to serve them. So just be the lighthouse, no matter what else is going on up and down your stream. Anyone else want to bring in a thought or an inspiration on anything that Elizabeth shared, Wendy shared, or I've shared so far before we get into specific questions? Thoughts? Ideas? This is Brenda. Yes, Brenda. And um, I love the, um, the lighthouse and the sign of land combined together because Lighthouses are a sign of land. Um, that, I mean, that's a ship like, oh, okay, if I see a lighthouse, I know I'm getting close to land. And so the combination of the two together um, is very powerful for me. And I actually have um, a, um, I don't know what you would call it. It's, it's a little something, a knick-knacky type of thing that's a lighthouse. And um, it's been in storage, and I'm going to go get it out. So... <laughs> And have a visual in my office. I have a room that I spend a lot of time in that is all done up in lighthouses for exactly this reason. And even the uh, walls are painted kind of a um, sky blue, you know, like a, a very comfortable blue to make me think about clear skies ahead so the boats can get to me easily. So I'm loving that you're all loving the lighthouse concept. Anyone else? Okay, I saw. I think yeah. that story about the woman with the horse was very inspirational because she had one simple plan, but then it turned out to be something different. But it still turned out to be something she was happy about. Yes. So, and who's this? Who's Sherry? That's good. Who was this? Who just shared? Sharon. Hi, Sharon. So how how can you take that and use that in your own life now? I have certain goals that I want to achieve and sometimes they don't go the way that I really thought they would but it does turn out to be a good thing for me. It, it's I can tell you from my own heart and my circle partners which we'll talk about in a moment what is a circle partner my circle partners know because I'm about as authentic as I can be with them because otherwise they can't be of support to me. There are times when I am sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm sure the result is going to be X and it doesn't turn out that way. And I have a momentary, usually doesn't last more than an hour or so, but a momentary feeling of disappointment. And then that's when I realize that it probably wasn't about getting to the end goal at all. I had this conversation with a client this morning who was experiencing the same thing. He had planned something, was sure it was going to happen, and now she's at a place where she's realizing she has to take herself out of that experience. And she was, was disappointed about it because she felt like she had failed in some way. But when I look at, all right, if I had gotten that result, and I'll give you, rather than talking about it in theory, I'll give you a very specific. The Cheetah Bee community accomplished a great feat just a few days ago. We, as a community, were named a finalist 
from the WeGo, the Health Activist Awards. We're a relatively new community coming together to She Left the World. And to have been named one of the five finalists is a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, I mean, I completely recognize that, and what I'm about to say is an and, not a but. And it would have been even more phenomenal to receive the actual award, to be the winner in our category. That would have been completely phenomenal and completely part of my goals. <laughs> like that, that was my goal, to be that. And we didn't. We, we are a finalist. We did not get the top honor. Well, this is where I consider I'm in partnership with God. So there must be a reason why it was not meant for me and us as a community to win that top award. And that's where I look at, okay, so if it wasn't about getting to the end, and the end would have been, you're the top winner, then what was it about? And what I stop and ask and consider and meditate on is, what did I learn? What skills did I learn from the experience I just had? Where are we as a community now as a result of participating together in this project that's further along than there would have been if the project wasn't there? And I that's what I dwell on. That's what I relish. And I go, okay, great. Well, we are. We're more unified. This is something we've never done before. Next year, oh, it'll be even better. We most likely will win next year. Or there'll be so many other projects we do as a community that this won't even be, you know, a stretch for us at all. I don't know what God has in store for next year. All I know is it wasn't destined for us to win, but it doesn't make us failures. It's how did we win as a community and what will that strengthen us for? And that's what I shared with this woman this morning. Something else came in that was closer to the fulfillment of her be-all than the original project. And the two cannot work together. In other words, her following the path towards her be-all will take her away from this other project that she thought was going to get her towards her be-all. So a choice has to be made, and that's where energy surge number 10 in the book comes in, the solution process, which we did. And once she realized that's all that happened is something showed up that brought her closer to her be-all than that, she could stop feeling bad. So this is where, if you're wondering where, how did we get over here from signs of land, this is the practice of signs of land. Being a finalist was a sign of land towards winning. And just because we didn't win this year doesn't mean we won't be winning something much bigger down the road, like the woman with the racehorse. She trained the horse, she got the horse to market, they didn't want to buy it. But she was able to do what she set out to do in terms of training, so she just kept training the horse. 
and look what it eventually got her. So, Sharon, thank you for bringing that forward. I'm, would you all check in with yourselves and notice if your energy is up higher than it was when you came to the call? Is it about the same, or did it drop down somewhere? What I'm curious to know is from those people whose energy might be dropping down, you're having thoughts about something, and I want to help you bring them back up. And maybe you're tired of listening to me talk. That's okay. Great. And I'd love to hear what, what questions you have. Or maybe you're comparing yourself somewhere, and I'd like to help you stop doing that so that you can enjoy yourself more. But did anybody's energy drop down at all? Okay, good. All right, good. So let's get to the question. And Sharon, you actually were the first person to bring in a question to us. And I'm not going to talk about specific companies, but I will say that you said you have a business and you want to attract people you know, friends and family, to participate in the business with you and keep them active and be nice and supportive to all of them. And you're wondering how to do that. Is that correct? Yes. So my first question to you is, first off, have you created a strategic attraction plan? No, not really. I've been trying to, but everything that I've tried to come up with failed. Okay, so you have the book? No, I don't have the book yet, but I'm going to be getting it in the beginning of April. Okay, well, without the book and without having the plan in front of you, it would be challenging to create the plan. Right. I have the um, perfectly planned, YL perfectly planned book, and I'm going through that and trying to figure out what my plan of actions can be. I, I appreciate that, and I have that calendar, and it's a great tool. But let me ask you this. What's the greatest goal you've set to achieve beyond this business? What's the greatest goal you want to achieve before you leave the earth, Sharon? I want to get married and be able to not have to worry about bills and things like that. I want to be able to live comfortably in my life without worries, without anxiety, without stress, that sort of stuff. Okay, so I already heard some things that would, the more you say them, the more they're going to lower your energy. So my encouragement to you is rather than saying, I want to live without stress, I want to live without worry, what would be the opposite of stress and worry? Happiness and no worries. Peace. Well, again, take the word peace, happiness, and peace. My encouragement to you is when you think about your goal. You say to yourself and to others when they ask you, my goal is to live happy and peaceful. Can you say that out loud? Repeat after me. My goal is? My goal is to live happy and peaceful. Now, how does that feel in your body? Good. Yes, and I bet it feels much better than saying it the way you were saying it before because the focus was still on the stress and the worry. So... If you want to keep your energy high, you focus on what you want, not on focusing on what you don't want, okay? The other piece of this that I heard 
was that you want to feel comfortable. You want to live comfortably. That's wonderful. I want to live comfortably, happy, and peaceful. It's a fabulous goal. And the other piece I heard was you said you want to be married. Now, which one is more important to you, to be married or comfortable, peaceful, and happy? And I'm coming at it from this point of view. If you could only have one, would it be to be married or to be comfortable, peaceful, and happy? To be comfortable, peaceful, and happy because that would help me to live a more joyful life. Okay, wonderful. So that's your be-all goal. Your be-all, end-all goal is to live financially comfortable, happy, and peaceful. Yes. Okay, good. And another goal you happen to have along the way is to be married. And if I understand correctly, you want to be married in a way that supports your overall goal of being financially comfortable, happy, and peaceful. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, yeah. So you won't just settle for any kind of marriage. Is that correct? Right. Okay, good. So just remember, when you say, I want to be married, that's a goal. Your be-all is to be financially comfortable, happy, and peaceful. With so that, I want to try to bring all of that together. Okay, so in she to be, we actually have eliminated the word try. The reason being is that try tells the brain not to actually accomplish. It just says try. It's like looking good while failing. So in right, she to so be, I want to bring all of that together. Yes, want is a good word, and even more powerful word is intend. I intend to. Intention is within our own power. Hoping and wanting and desiring puts us in a position of having to wait for it, as if it's going to come from somewhere else. Sharon, does that make sense to you? Yes. And I'm a very impatient person, so I don't like waiting. (laughs) Well, right. So those of us who are like that, we now, rather than being impatient, we're intentional. So be intentional. All right. Now, when you are thinking about your business and when you get the book, Chi to Be, and you start working with your strategic attraction plan, when you think about, the kinds of people that are perfect for you to have in your business, you'll start to think about the qualities of these people. They, are, they open their account with a certain amount of order. They order every month. They bring other people to it. They love talking to me about the products. These are all qualities that you'll start to list. And then there will be three other questions that you'll answer. And by the time you finish, you'll have your strategic attraction plan. That will never end. People will do it and then put it away. It's not a business plan. It's an attraction plan. And every person, this is for everybody on this call, every person you encounter all throughout your day, including me right now, There are going to be qualities about those people that you like. Notice those qualities and write down the qualities you like because 
you're going to want those qualities in everybody you interact with. And then there's going to be qualities that maybe you don't like so much. Don't write those down because you don't want to keep bringing those into your life. Instead, think about what you would want instead of that quality. What would be the opposite? Just like I did with Sharon just now, instead of worry, what's better than worry? Peace. Great. Once you get to the other side, then you write it down. And that's the beginning of a strategic attraction plan. So Sharon, what additional questions do you have for me about the original question you had? I would like to know how I can attract people to my business, how I can get them to stick with it, to be active with it. Okay, so I'm going to have, I'm going to answer this. In a lot of ways I already have. Now, I'm going to answer it from a different perspective, and in the beginning, you may not like my answer. You can't. It is not possible to make people do anything. That's a myth. Unless they're your children and they're under the age of 18, and even then, it's not easy. Adults cannot be made to do anything unless perhaps under the pressure of violence at gunpoint. Is that the way you want to keep people near you, Sharon? Do you want to have no. to point a gun at their head to make them do stuff? No, I don't want to force anything on anyone. Right. Most of us don't, which is why when you get clear about the types of people that are perfect for you to serve, when you sit down, you pray, and you ask God to show you Who are the people who you're meant to be serving? Then you'll understand why some people in your life are easy to deal with and why others are not. Because the ones who are not are the ones that you have chosen to convince to participate with you. And they're more weak-spirited than you are, so they'll be convinced but they'll be resistant. So I'm going to open up the call to everybody right now. I'd like to know, does anybody have any questions, comments, ahas, insights about anything I've shared before I go back to Sharon specifically? Is any of this ringing true for any of you? Absolutely. And who's this? Yes, this is Brenda. Yes, Brenda. What's ringing true for you? Well, I, um, too, have a business where I have team members, and um, I can tell the difference between my interactions with people that I attracted to my team prior to writing my strategic attraction plan and the people who I have attracted um, since writing my strategic attraction plan. And that being said, I have also noticed a shift in existing team members, um, several of them have shifted and are becoming and behaving and um, interacting with me in the ways that I have actually on side one of my strategic attraction plans. So it has been very, very fun um, to play with my strategic attraction plan in the ways that you described and to see, literally see 
um, physically see the changes in the shift in how people respond to me based upon um, being clear about what's most perfect for me. Right. And when we're clear, we're literally putting the light out. It's not a light that people can see. It's a light that people can feel. And if that light feels good to them, they want to come and hang out with us. It is like moths to a flame. They want to come and be in that light energy, that energy that's just like theirs. So we have to be the ones who put it out and be consistent. And then there'll be other people who just don't like that energy. And too often we take it personally that they don't like us. Well, they don't because we're not supposed to be serving them. So it's like they know that's not the vibration where they're supposed to be hanging out, and they'll move on. They'll come into our life, they'll check us out, and then they'll move on, or we'll do the same. And that's the whole idea is who are we resonating with because those are the people that we're meant to be in communication with. And those people will know other people will know other people who are the same. That's how they'll be the ones who bring us. We don't have to do all the work to build a team. So, Brenda, thank you. Anyone else? Questions, comments, thoughts on this topic? Can I comment on what Brenda just said? This is Elizabeth. Sure, please. Um, the, the, I never put it together, um, the before the strategic attraction plan and after until she just said that. And I'm... I see exactly the same thing. So I am um, happy that it, there's a reason. <laughs> it was, I was uh, feeling somewhat frustrated, and now I see that that's exactly right. It was almost like I drew a line in the sand, and um, it's so clear now. So thank you. <laughs> you're, you're, well, what do you see now? Well, um, those that I have associated with, attracted after the strategic attraction plan was written, are um, it's a harmonious thing and a harmonious relationship. And those prior to um, the strategic attraction plan, sometimes there's not so much harmony. <laughs> right, and that's exactly it. Once we get clear, all of a sudden we, people start to leave us as well. And... I used to feel like I had to hold on to them, and that made life more miserable. It's like, in, and yes, separation can be difficult and it can be sad, but we got to let people go where they feel more comfortable. And I have to make room for people who are more perfect for me to serve once that other relationship is done. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Uh, let's see. I see Rhonda's on the call. So, Rhonda, what are you feeling about what we're chatting about here? Well, I feel that um, I, I really I can't remember her name, the lady that you worked through the questions with. Sharon. Um, Karen, I apologize. No, it's Sharon, um, Rhonda. Sharon. Uh, Sharon, I'm sorry. Um, I I know where she's coming from, and I, you know, it's it is. Um, a powerful thing to learn that there are signs of land that we can hang on to. Um, powerful posts and 
being able to identify what's really important in your life, the way that you walk us through the, 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 the questions and, and being able to identify what we feel the most strongly about. And um, it is very um, uplifting to know that you can finally come to a place in your life where you don't um, have to, for lack of a better word, settle anymore, that you have the capability and the desire to lift yourself up with the help of others and uh, take out those things in your life that don't really belong there or that you've grown outgrown and just become attached to. Um, so it's very interesting, and I agree with Elizabeth about what Brenda was saying. Um, it's very, uh, I love to listen to you girls, um, the way that you interact, because you're so much more experienced than I am, and it's very empowering to listen to and learn how to work the energy surges and apply them in your life, and that's what Sharon has to look forward to. Wonderful. So. Sharon, what are you starting to feel from these people who have actually used the attraction planning process? Sharon? I, go, hi. go ahead. I think that it would be very, very beneficial to me to use that because it would help me in not only my business goals, but my life goals as well. Well, I do encourage you because it's one thing to talk about the attraction plan, but nothing changes. And in that case, I used but we can talk about it, but nothing will change until you sit down and actually answer the questions for yourself. So if you're really committed to growing your business, I encourage you to do that. And if you feel like just learning it from a book isn't going to be enough, I've actually recorded a six-hour or six-session, six hours of support that takes you through the attraction planning process beyond what's in the book. And so if you're interested in that or if anybody on the call is interested in that, you can watch the short video I have at beattractionmaster.com. So it's www.b and attractionmaster.com. There's a short video there that will say more. All right, so thank you, Sharon, very much for your question. I'd love to know, are there any other questions that people have focused on how do you switch yourself from being a searchlight to being a lighthouse more often or anything else you want to ask about? You know, we have... We have 10 other energy surges beyond what's uh, in Chapter 4. So anything in life is up to be discussed, and we'll see what other energy surges are there to help you. So who's got a goal and they would like support in getting closer to the fulfillment of it? Was that somebody who'd like to ask a question or make a comment? Okay, I'm just going to remind you that if I coach, and my coaching fees currently are $300 an hour. 
And I'm here to be of support to you as the other Chi Masters are. Let me just acknowledge Wendy and Brenda as caretakers in training. They are training to be Chi to be certified coaches. And the three of us are here to be of support to you. So maybe you have a question about an energy surge. Maybe you don't want to talk about one of your goals, but you have a question about what is Chi to be or how would Chi to be help with this issue. So we have a little bit of time, and I'm happy to answer those questions. All right. So I'm just going to ask everybody to check in with yourself. If your energy is high, great. If it's higher than it was when you came to the call, great. If your energy is lower than when you came to the call, that would be a reason to say something here because something's happened in this call. Something is occurring for you and it would be one thing to take it away and deal with it privately or say, you know, there was something in that call that just didn't work for me and that's okay. Or maybe it we just hit a nerve point for you, a place where you generally have a block and we can clear that away. So I'll wait one more minute to see if anybody has anything they want to share. All right, so then in wrapping up, I'd love to hear from a couple of you what worked for you out of this call. What was most valuable for you from this conversation? And if there was nothing valuable, then I didn't get my job done today. Hi, this is Wendy. Yes. Uh, What was most valuable was hearing the lighthouse imagery again and discussing that at length again. There are certain things that uh, I can't hear, that I love hearing again, because each time I I hear it a little differently, and it sparks something else inside me, uh, and uh, it uh, becomes more of how I function. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for letting me know there was value for you here. Thanks, Wendy. Great. Anyone else? This is Rhonda. Yes, Rhonda. Um, I I too agree. Um, I have, you know, been going through some packing, and one of the things I almost threw out was a couple of pieces uh, with lighthouses and water work on them. And I, for some reason, I kept thinking to myself, don't throw that out, don't throw that out. You want to put it up in the new apartment. <laughs> And uh, and just revisiting it because I've been in such a rush and just really working back and forth and doing the things, it really came into place that uh, listening to this again, now I know why that piece, those two pieces resonated with me and why I want to keep them. And um, I'm very, uh, that's probably been the most uh, valuable thing to me today is, again, like when you said, just revisiting the, the analogy of the lighthouse, and I, I'm really interested in that little book. I'm going to pick up that little book, too. So thank you very much for everything you do for us. Well, thank you. I'm very happy that you got some <laughs> value out of today's call. It's really wonderful. And anyone else want to share what worked for you? Because when you tell me what works for you, it helps me be able to craft these calls so that they can continue to work for you and for everybody else. 
Yes, this is Sharon, I guess. I have value on, I found value on the lighthouse and the sign of land um, imagery that you shared. It, it gives me a different way of looking at my goals, and I think about more the more positive side versus always focusing on the negative. So that that was very helpful. Thank you. I am so very happy to hear you say that, not just for you, but for everyone. Uh, too often, that's what the human mind will do. It, it, we're trained to look for the problem because we think that's going to help us reach the solution. And I was one of those people for many years. I prided myself on being analytical, having an analytical mind that always looked for the problem so I could craft a solution probably where the solution process came from originally and what I've learned through life is if I focus on what's going well or what I actually want the vision of what I want instead if that's where I put my energy my mind starts crafting how to get what I want rather than continuing to dwell on the problem so Sharon thank you so much for bringing that forward Thank and you for, for your help. My pleasure. And, and I do truly intend that your energy be up at this point. And anyone else have anything they want to share before I wrap up? Okay. So we do call these the circles of power calls. And you might say, well, where is the multiple circles? Because we are one circle when we gather. And in the group, the circles of power... We're a circle, all of us who come together. And outside of the group, my intention for all of you is to be practicing energy surge number 11 with your personal accountability partners. Or another more uplifting term for you might be your circle of partners, your circle of power partners. Having someone or a few someones that you're able to share your goals with and who's there not to hold you accountable like our parents used to do, because you can't. It's not possible to hold someone else accountable, but to remind us of our accountability, to provide ideas and suggestions, to study and practice the energy searches with, has been one of the most precious treasures of my life. And I have heard from so many people that it's been the same for them. And so the group is really intended to support everyone in being able to first attract their circle partners. So if you don't have anybody in your life yet that you feel could be that kind of a partner for you, the group is there so you can ask, hey, is anyone else studying she to be and want to be my partner? There's uh, more than 150 people in the group. A lot of those people don't have partners yet. So put yourself out there after you've created your attraction plan so you know the kind of person you want to attract and say, hey, 
here's the kind of person who would be the perfect partner for me. Does anybody here in this group feel like this matches you? And that is the way that we leverage, multiply our ability to be successful. Because on those days when we get got, you know, where we forget that we're a lighthouse and we start taking off and down the beach, running back and forth like searchlight, it's our partners that go, hey, uh, I think you forgot your spot. Come back. Think about it. Do you want to keep running up and down or do you want to just stand right here? Here, let me let me shine your your window a little bit. Clean up your window because you got a little dust and dirt and sand all over it. And I'll hang out here with you on this spot for a while till you feel comfortable again. Because I know when I'm not feeling comfortable, you'll come and do the same for me. I used to call these people lighthouse keepers, our lighthouse keepers. That since both parties are meant to support each other, I like the concept of a circle of power that flows amongst us. And you can have more than one person in your circle, or you can have more than one circle of two people. So I just wanted to make sure that you all know that's what the Circles of Power group is there for, not just for me to post ideas and encouragement to you as conversations to have with your partners, but also for you to put out there, hey, these are the kinds of partners I'd like to have. Anybody in this group want to be my partner? And even as I say that, I can appreciate how vulnerable that would make us be if we were coming at it from the old paradigm. So I'm encouraging you to think about it from the perspective of I'm powerful. I know who I intend to attract. I am standing out here like a lighthouse telling people what I'm in the process of attracting. And if anybody here is like that, they'll know it. And if they're not like that, then fine. I will still continue to keep building my attraction plan until I attract that person. So let's go on and go out on our rally cheer if everybody's ready. I am energized. I am energized. I am powerful. I am powerful. Are you sure? Let's do that one again. One, two, three. <laughs> I am powerful. I am powerful. And now we're going to shift it up a little bit. We're going to say, I am taking life by my be all. So one, two, three. I am taking life by my be all. All right. Thanks for writing the chi with me this month. Chat with y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.